Hello and welcome to series two of the Someday Arrival podcast. This is a very special edition because I'm going to be reading the first chapter from my newly published book, The Plain Parable. So stick around. Hi guys, I know it's been a while, uh, but I have been busy. I've been finishing my book, The Plain Parable, How to Lift Off, Lead and Secede, available now on Amazon. And I thought I'd give you guys who've been there since the beginning, I suppose, um, a bit of a sneak preview. So I've literally got the book in my hand. I'm sat in my garden. It's a beautiful evening. The sun is just setting in front of me and I'm squinting a little bit, in fact. Uh, You can hear the birds. Hopefully that's not too distracting. Uh, And you might hear the pages rustle. I wondered if I could do this kind of silently, uh, professionally in a studio. And I thought, you know what, let's save that for the audiobook. This can be a bit more rough and ready. So here we go. So this is chapter one of the plain parable. Literally turning to the page right now. The plain parable. Chapter 1. Time flies. The most difficult thing is the decision to act. The rest is merely tenacity. Amelia Earhart. In 1903, the New York Times published a scathing article. It claimed that a flying machine would be invented through the combined continuous efforts of mathematicians and mechanicians in 1 to 10 million years. 69 days later, the Wright brothers achieved the first powered flight with their prototype plane, the Wright Flyer. Just imagine how they felt, climbing out of their beds on Thursday the 17th of December 1903. In many ways, they were nowhere building an ark, day after dry, dusty day. These brothers had no idea this date would go down in history. For them, it was just another morning, waking up to attempt the impossible. Another day trying to achieve a feat they were told would take myriad of experts millions of years, if indeed it could be done at all. And yet Wilbur and Orville Wright woke up and decided to try and fly once again, despite creeping self-doubt, fears of ridicule and the high risk of horrible injury. Despite a series of failures, one after the other, innumerable disappointments and the world's press mocking them mercilessly, The two brothers decided to simply try again. They seemed destined to be remembered as history's biggest losers. International laughing stocks clinging to an absurd fantasy that a person could soar in the sky like Icarus. But they didn't give up on their dream, give in to their detractors, nor give way to their fears. After four years of trial and error, painstaking research, tinkering with pitch, power, weight and balance, and experimenting with countless materials, they finally refined the precise parameters, and so Wilbur and Orville gave their impossible dream one more go. It's fair to say that this choice changed the course of history. Perhaps if they'd stumbled over the cat, or read the wrong newspaper over breakfast, they might have decided to give up. But the Wright brothers were dreamers. They weren't deluded, they were determined. So out they went into the cold to try something so miraculous it verged on magic, lifting off the ground while seated in a craft that was heavier than air. And that's when it happened. At 10.35, the Wright brothers covered 120 feet in 12 seconds, ushering in the age of powered aviation. 
Orville became the first pilot of the very first engine-powered aeroplane, just 10 million years earlier than build. At that moment, a windy and treeless dune with soft sand called Kitty Hawk transformed into the world's first runway and airfield. Soon, this first flight inspired one pioneer after another. Each new dreamer blazed a trail for the next record-breaker to follow. First after first, in quick succession, Raymond Delorche became the first female pilot to receive a licence, just six years after that first flight by the Wright brothers. She was then followed by the first woman to fly solo non-stop across the vast Atlantic Ocean, Amelia Earhart. Then, in 1912, a mere nine years after that first powered flight, Emroy Conrad Malik became the first black pilot to earn a licence to fly, having constructed his own biplane. One first after another, until the very first passenger jet sped down the runway and took flight in 1949. The British de Havilland Comet was designed by Geoffrey de Havilland. He was so inspired by the Wright brothers that he quit his job and borrowed money to pursue his own aviation dream. Having worked on technical designs for a company that built double-decker buses, de Havilland later conceived the world's first jet-powered passenger plane, for all intents and purposes, a flying bus. These days, powered flights are not limited to Earth. The first flight on another planet took place in 2012, when the Ingenuity helicopter flew on Mars a century after the Wrights displayed their own ingenuity. All of these firsts began with two dreamers climbing out of bed on a chilly December morning to attempt the impossible. While others were preparing for Christmas, the Wright brothers were breathing warm air on frozen fingers and adjusting fragile parts they'd cobbled together from a bicycle workshop. Out on that sandy dune, they risked their life on a dream that others thought utterly futile. Wilbur even likened it to a sickness, writing, For some years, I've been afflicted with the belief that flight is possible to man. My disease has increased in severity, and I feel it will soon cost me an increased amount of money, if not my life. By the end of that historic day, the right flyer could stay in the air for almost a minute, climbing close to a thousand feet up in the air. That's some serious progress, considering powered flight was only a dream when they ate their breakfast that morning. The Wright's incredible bravery, dogged perseverance and engineering ingenuity gave rise to a gravity-defying machine that inspired a million firsts. When they fired up their little aero engine, they fueled the imaginations of pioneers, scientists, entrepreneurs, writers, engineers and heroes. This spark of belief burned in the hearts of countless dreamers down through the decades. What about you? Now you've just read the story about two dreamers and the difference that a dream can make in the lives of other people. So my question to you is, what is your dream? Do you have a seemingly impossible hope hidden inside you? Or even just the beginnings of an idea that just might encourage a few people where you live? What's the dream you intend to pursue someday? When the time is right, when you can afford it? What's the plan you'll put into action once life slows down and when you can summon the courage or perhaps when you figure out where to start? We'll call this your someday dream. The idea you have that can make a difference to someone and the burden you carry for a community you care about. If this someday dream never happens, then someone else will miss out. It matters because you matter. You are completely unique. 
No one else in history has ever had your special mix of skills, talents, relationships, passions, stories and experiences. In short, you are a masterpiece, priceless and irreplaceable. You're one of a kind and you have limitless potential to make a difference in the lives of others, especially those less fortunate than you. Only you can bring your valuable and unique contribution to the world and inspire others in the process. Put simply, there's something you can do that others cannot. So please don't let anything stand in your way. Skills can be learned, confidence can be cultivated, motivation can be mustered, fears can be conquered and doubts can be defeated. So many people, too many people, daydream about doing something meaningful, making their mark and offering a contribution. Many are just waiting for the right time to step out and get going with their dream. But the real tragedy is that most people never do. They'd rather not risk trying in case they fail and make a fool of themselves. Or they wait too long for some perfect moment someday that never comes. Lack of money, lack of time, lack of energy, or lack of knowing how leaves most dreams unfulfilled, gathering dust on the proverbial shelf. These neglected, dusty dreams will never see the light of day. They will never change a life or inspire a first anything. There are so many excuses for giving up on our dream before we even get going. Perhaps some of these sound familiar. After I'm qualified, when I've made more money, after I've had kids, when I have more time. These excuses soon melt away to be replaced by regrets. I could have been, I hoped I would, I missed it because the truth is, You'll never have more time. You'll never have enough money to overcome a fear of stepping out. And you'll never feel truly ready or qualified. In fact, you'll only ever amass more excuses as the years roll by. It's so tragic that so many people fail to fulfill their potential when everything they need is right there at their fingertips. Most settle for someday or one day instead of seizing this day. Why let your doubts grow into regrets? No one wants to sit and say one day, I should have, I would have, I could have. Instead, be a dreamer who acts. You can be the would-be, could-be, should-be leader who decided to step out and try at least. What if you have the kernel of an idea that someone is waiting for? Whether that's your family, your friends, your local community, your country, or even the entire world, as in the case of the Wright brothers. The truth is, you can change lives, and someone is waiting for your dream. You can be sure of that. But if you wait for someday, your family, friends, and community will miss out. So, what's stopping you? You can make the world a better, fairer, and kinder place with your dream. And you don't have to be a billionaire or a genius inventor to do it. For starters, you already have a head start on the Wright Brothers. Consider for a moment that you are living at a time in history when you don't need a publishing company to advertise your idea. You only need a smartphone. You don't need a library or university to learn new skills, just an internet connection. And you don't have to pay thousands for a TV campaign or radio ad when you can start a podcast or share your thoughts just on social media. 
more or less all of the knowledge, wisdom and education amassed throughout the entire span of recorded history, hundreds of generations and thousands of civilizations worth of learning and insight are available to you free of charge. You're living through the digital revolution. That is a pretty big advantage. Secondly, you are rich. The vast majority of people who read this book will be incredibly wealthy and privileged in global terms. You may not feel like you're very rich, but a quarter of the world doesn't have a toilet. So you actually woke up in paradise this morning from the perspective of someone living in extreme poverty. If you can get yourself a glass of clean water to drink, and if you can reach into the fridge and fix breakfast, if you slept in a warm bed in a safe home last night, then you're richer than three quarters of the world's population. In fact, since you're reading this, you probably went to school and you may well have a bank account too, which means you're actually in the top 10% of the world's wealthiest people. We all look around at our friends and family to gauge how wealthy and successful we are, but it's clear that we have so much to offer and so much to be thankful for. When you realise you have opportunities and privileges that millions of other people can only dream of, it changes your whole outlook. When there are millions of men, women, boys and girls right now whose dream is simply to survive until tomorrow, surely we should make the most of the rich resources and bountiful blessings that we do possess. Even if your dream is not yet fully formed, there has literally, historically, never been a better time to explore it further. After all, what have you got to lose? Well, since you asked, a lot. I have a lot to lose, is probably what you're thinking right now. It's fine to read a book that motivates you to take a risk and help others, but it's the same old culprits that hold us back. Self-doubt, self-consciousness, or good old-fashioned selfish reservations. As the old adage goes, time flies when you're having fun. And when life feels reasonably comfortable, as well as complex and cluttered, months, even years can pass before you make a start on your idea. Reading a book about achieving your someday dream is easy enough, but actually doing it amid the business and bustle of real life is another matter entirely. It's not just that we're short on time, we also know we may fail, look foolish or lose money. On top of these reservations are other hurdles. Only of these stumbling blocks preventing you from believing you can achieve your dream? Comparison. It's said that comparison is the thief of joy. It's also a plug hole down which your dreams will drain. Whatever your age, skin colour and ability, please don't compare yourself to someone else. You don't have to be the smartest or best. Just take what you have and put it to work. You will always come up short trying to be like someone else. Age. If you're young, you can enjoy reach, know-how and credibility even multinational companies can't buy. Don't let anyone disqualify you because of your age. If you're older, you have life experience and wisdom to draw on. Age is just a number, not a barrier. Difficulty. It won't be easy. Dreams have never been easy. If someone tells you it will be easy, then check to see how much money they're asking for. That should be your first clue. Dreams are hard graft, but dreams are worth it. Our brains are hardwired for safety, comfort and conformity, not for standing out, suffering or going it alone. Pursuing a dream goes against our most primal drives for an easy life and our stay-with-the-herd survival instinct. Recognise that you would rather sit and surf fun videos or just stay in bed. 
and then decide to disregard those impulses and do something you'll be proud of for the rest of your life. Perfection. The perfect coffee. The perfect holiday. The perfect speech. None of these things exist. Different things are perfect on different days for different people. What makes something perfect depends on the season or situation. Different leaders are needed for different causes and projects. So what's perfect for you in your situation won't be perfect for another leader in theirs. You'll never feel you've had enough sleep, training, experience to create the perfect anything. Set aside your unrealistic standards and settle for good enough. That may sound reckless, but it's a whole lot more fruitful than not doing anything at all because you're waiting for absolute perfection. It's never going to be perfect, and that's okay. Perfectionists seldom change the world. Dreamers and doers change the world. Originality. Your dream doesn't have to be completely original or unique. The fact that you're doing it makes it unique and original. Just because you've seen it done before doesn't necessarily mean you shouldn't do it too, in your own way. True creativity is about taking what's been done before and adding to it or making it relevant to a new audience. As Aristotle once said, it's not once nor twice, but times without number that the same ideas make their appearance in the world. As an aside, you'll notice Aristotle, the Greek father of rhetoric, is quoted a few times in this book. Although far from perfect as a man, as a philosopher, Aristotle understood that habits and moral character are crucial. He also knew how to win others to a cause, and so turn vision into reality. You'll often see Aristotle's wisdom repackaged in popular culture, but here you'll find the original quotes. The plain made plain. This book begins with a simple story. The plain parable. It's a modern fable about a reluctant passenger jet. Its purpose is simply to make the key points more memorable. After the parable, subsequent chapters unpack the meaning of this allegory. The book is also divided into three main sections, mirroring the three ways a plane can move in the air, pitch, roll and yaw. Pitch, where the nose of the plane moves up to climb or down to descend. This first section is about self-management, or how to lead yourself. Roll, where the plane's wings dip down on one side and raise up on the other side. This middle section is about leading other people, addressing their concerns, questions, and even opposition. Yaw, where the plane's rudder pivots to turn the plane round to the left or to the right. This final section is about becoming a long-haul leader, i.e. leading for longevity and leaving a lasting legacy. You'll find you're naturally better suited to one way of moving. Some people are good at leading themselves, but they find leading others more challenging, for example. The more you move in the three different dimensions, the easier each will become for you. For each theme, leading yourself, leading others, and leading for longevity, there are three words that begin with the letter H. These are the nine needs to lift off, lead, and secede in your dream. They're arranged in the shape of a plane, and you'll find this diagram at the front of the book. Finally, every chapter ends with a frequent flyer checklist, so you can return to the book at any time and quickly refresh your memory. Okay, I'm in. If you're still reading, then you're more determined than most dreamers, and you've chosen the right book. The chapters that follow will show you how to turn your dream into a reality and help you become someone whose life others will draw inspiration from. 
It will teach you to tackle the distractions, disappointments and dangers that come your way and show you how to overcome obstacles both internal and external until you arrive safely at your someday destination. And if you have the courage and character to finish the book, then you will uncover the lost leadership secret that's hidden in the subtitle. A profound mystery that very few people are able to comprehend and wield to their advantage. The meaning of the word secede. This isn't a book for people seeking to get rich quick or to exploit others for personal gain. It's about bringing others with you and overcoming the challenges you undoubtedly face to make a lasting difference. The world needs dreamers right now. Isn't it time you made someday today? I really hope you enjoyed that, guys. Next, what follows is the actual playing parable itself, uh, which is just a short story about a, um, a jet plane, a passenger plane. Uh, and then the, the chapters after that unpack some of the lessons and some of the truths and needs, some of those H words from the story. So uh, that is the podcast for today. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I am going to enjoy the rest of this sunset and this evening. And I'll see you again on the Sunday Arrival podcast. Please do pick up your book from Amazon. Just search The Plain Parable and it should pop up. And if for any reason that you cannot get hold of that, then just get in touch with me and I'll try and post one out to you. All right, thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.